0: Hey folks, thank you for joining us once again for another session of Thumbs Up or Down, You Decide. A bit of a brief disclaimer, we recorded this episode back in August of 2022, so uh, if you hear some things that may seem a little bit outdated at first by today's standards, uh, I do apologize. Uh, uh, Also, it took me a lot longer to uh, get this uh, edited and put out there due to work and personal life getting in the way. Um, also, I wanted to give a brief apology to the way I pronounced uh, Ki-Huei Quan's name in this. Uh, I may have mispronounced it, uh, but I forget exactly how I did, but just wanted to give a bit of, uh, bit of a heads up. I do apologize about that in advance. Um, but with that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy the session. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Thumbs Up or Down, You Decide. I'm Eric Trapel.
1: I'm Alyssa
0: And today, we are talking about everything we're talking about everywhere and we're talking about it all at once <laughs> uh, yeah i'm i'm of course talking about everything everywhere all at once um one of 2022's like really biggest releases like uh but before we get into that i wanted to like kind of uh talk a little bit about A24 uh altogether cuz um A24 has been one of those studios that you're either going to really love or really hate their works, but they always have a lot of projects that spark conversation. That kind of does work, because, like, you know, the first podcast you and I did was on Uncut Gems, which was an A24 film. I'll
1: actually go on to say that that was a better film than this one was to me, and I still don't care
0: for that movie. Yeah, but, like I said, it's like, it got, you know, it got a conversation out of us, and now it's got this podcast going and
1: uh and... however with uh, that movie compared to this movie it could have been solved just from i think better editing and a little bit um more workable scripts
0: uncut gems or
1: yeah yeah compared to this one this one right uh, yeah i was seeing the rev- I, I i wasn't intentionally looking this up i was just um Looking at some of like the actors' names like that because I don't know all the actors' names in this movie um, or like the director or anything like that. But I was going down and I saw the reviews and this seems to be a movie based on what I've seen that people either love right. or they hate. It's very black and one, white. Or one or the other. Just yeah, like a twenty-four. Um, from what I've seen, a lot of people admittedly really like this movie and i'm talking a lot more people like this movie but i'm definitely seeing a large line for the five stars and then i'm seeing the, the, the largest uh, the the next larger one that's like a, a quarter of that is literally the one stars hmm. and with like no in between it's not like it's like oh yeah four no it's like boom and then like boom so, like, people either really freaking love this movie or hate it.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you had also mentioned, uh, Euphoria as well at one point, right?
1: Euphoria?
0: Uh, Euphoria, the show with, uh, uh, Zendaya?
1: Yeah, I start. I started, ironically enough, I, I went on, uh, back onto Hulu to check and, cause I'm getting really tired of cable here, um... Newsflash, for anyone who doesn't know, the cable in, in in the South sucks. Just, yeah, putting it out there. Anywho, uh, I'm getting really tired of cable here, so I thought, you know what? I haven't been on Hulu for a while. Let's see what, you know, they've added and stuff like that. And uh, I came across Euphoria, and being the fact that Euphoria has been very popular, and I have yet to see, or had yet to see any of it, I thought, okay, you know what? Let's go ahead and add it to... The personal list just to see you know if it's any good see basically what all the hype's about um yeah that'll be a a conversation for another day especially for deciding to uh review that show because i just finished watching the first episode last night and um i don't really have an opinion on that yet uh just based on the first episode alone yeah it's uh
0: yeah i was gonna say like uh the, the reason i brought up the show was that uh that too is also uh done by a24 which I thought was uh, interesting to bring up because, like, I I hadn't seen the show myself, but it's like I always remember. It's like, oh yeah, that's an A twenty four thing.
1: You haven't seen the show yet?
0: No, uh, but I I've been going back and forth thing, and it's like I should probably watch this, but then I get like another show, like uh, Netflix is The Sandman, or um, uh, I, I got into Tokyo Vice on HBO Max not too long ago, so that might have been what I also have been getting into. That,
1: I don't know, maybe that is another show that we might uh, review, um, since that's obviously one very popular show here. Um,
0: Yeah, I think it's on Hulu, uh, it's on Hulu through the uh, HBO Max app as well.
1: Although, if the rest of the show slash seasons are anything like the first episode, um, that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, I I, I, honestly, I can't, that's one of those movies where you have to, or not movies, uh, TV shows where you have to genuinely watch it in order
0: to understand kind of hard to to describe admittedly yeah and a24 uh does tend to have that where it's like a lot of their projects are there's better discussion with them it's like if people have seen them like uh for me one of the first instances i had that was with the film uh, ex machina about uh a guy played by domino gleason who goes to uh this inventor's uh hidden resort home uh played by oscar isaac and he asks him hey i need you to have conversations with this artificial intelligence i created and it's really a, it's a really fascinating uh fascinating film like even though it's like i was like kind of okay with it at the time it's like slowly over the years it's like it's been starting to be one of those films where the more i think about it the more i love it and and there've been another uh number of uh, a24 films that like i still like really love is some of my favorites like the disaster artist lady bird moonlight uh which this is phenomenal in my opinion
1: i've never seen moonlight have seen lady bird i did like that movie um what was the first one you
0: mentioned uh the disaster artist
1: heard it never seen it
0: it's about uh tommy wiseau uh and greg sestero the duo who are responsible for creating uh the room from 2003 Which has been regarded as like one of the absolute worst movies ever made. It it was like uh, the last uh, film like a lot of people uh, liked James Franco doing, and it was actually one of the films he directed. Room? No, 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 not not Room, the Room. Although, oh, okay. Although funny you mentioned Room because uh, that was another A twenty four film.
1: Okay, so. There are some movies that this production company has made that I do like, because I did love Room. Oh,
0: yeah, Yeah, Room's phenomenal. That
1: was, that was, like, that that was, um, for anyone who hasn't seen it, make sure to have tissues with you, because trust me, it is a tearjerker massively. And I don't say that lightly, because trust me, I don't usually cry easily over movies that you really have to, you know, but... Room. trust me, if you haven't seen it, have tissues, because trust me, you're going to need them. It's that kind of a film. You, you can't watch it without without crying, and if you don't cry, you're just not human.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's the, I could say the same for Moonlight. I mean, that was an emotional roller coaster of a movie. Um, and even this year alone with uh, the films they put out, like, uh, even though I wasn't a fan of films like X or uh, Men... Uh, I will admit, they at least had some, uh, interesting bits about them. And even, uh, the follow-up to X that they put out, uh, just recently, uh, Pearl, I saw that, um, and it was so bizarre, because, like, I was not a fan of X, but I loved Pearl. So, it's always gonna be, like, a bit of a gamble of, like, uh, like, kind of like one of those mystery, uh, mystery boxes, like, you never know what you're gonna get with a 24, which then brings us to Everything Everywhere All at Once, which uh, is from the directors Daniels Kwan and Scheinert, who directed Swiss Army Man, which I'll be honest, I have not seen that yet, although... Uh,
1: what was... what,
0: what was... The, the Daniels had done was Swiss Army Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, Paul Dano uh, carrying around uh, a corpse played by Daniel Radcliffe, and he uses it like a Swiss Army knife
1: uh i think i know what you're talking about
0: because I, uh, yeah what people call like a the harry potter farting corpse movie uh, yeah so it's like uh even though i hadn't seen it yet i kind of it, it gave me the expectation of like okay whatever these guys do next i gotta put myself in that kind of mindset of like don't expect anything <laughs> If that's the best way I can and put this
1: it. is this seems to be another movie I, I'm looking at that people either seem to love or hate. Um, and, although that doesn't really shock me because I've been really after Harry Potter. Daniel Radcliffe seems to... Um,
0: <laughs> he just does whatever a, he wants now.
1: <laughs> yeah, he... It must be nice to just have that much success and be able to just choose any bullshit you want, regardless of how weird or whatever just keep
0: getting casted for this shit. Or in uh, Rupert Grin's case, uh, he decided to, uh, I don't know if it was an ice cream truck or like a food truck, but basically, he got a truck after his success with Harry Potter. It has just like been kind of living easy on that. Yeah, but I I have also loved uh, Daniel Radcliffe's uh, career choices, like uh, his performance as Weird Al Yankovic. (laughs) I'm
1: Brent is a massive fan of um, the Addams family because he named his child Wednesday.
0: I'd imagine. Well, I mean, there are some people who named their daughters Tuesday as well.
1: Hey, Mom, when I have a kid, I'm going to name it Saturday. How's
0: that for you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll hang out with you next Friday. You're hanging out with my sister? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but anyways, I... I found out today that a celebrity
1: or uh, a, a TV personality, not even a celebrity, it's a TV personality, uh, had a daughter and she named her, I'm not even joking when I say this, Malibu Barbie. Oh what? I'm not joking when I say she named her kid Malibu Barbie, gave her the first name of Malibu, middle name Barbie, and then gave her the last name of her and her husband. I'm like.
0: Maybe she's an Adams Family fan. Specifically, Adams Family values.
1: Oh, dear God.
0: <laughs> well, that is where the line is.
1: So, yeah. Um, I
0: got Malibu Barbie. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, going into everything, everywhere, all at once, um, I'll, I'll kind of let you start off with your take on this. So, what did you think? I
1: guess I'll start off by saying that it was um, interesting. I don't think this movie was pure crap okay
0: i mean from from the from the text messages you sent to me after you saw it it's like i kind of had that feeling
1: uh there are certain things about this movie that i thought were good like the acting i will admit i thought was really good always been a big fan of jamie lee curtis i do like james hung the 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 uh guy who played the grandfather I'm also a huge fan of Michelle. I don't. How do you pronounce her last name?
0: Michelle Yeoh. Young.
1: Young. Uh, I do love her acting. I've seen her in several different roles. And she's an amazing actress. So I'm trying to think if, if I've seen. Because I was very impressed with the woman who played the daughter, Stephanie.
0: Yeah, Stephanie Hsu.
1: Did love her despite how weird this movie is okay i do absolutely love the way she played the character she had she was just real because i'm trying to think if i've seen her in anything else because
0: yeah i'm looking at her wikipedia right now um oh my god she uh was
1: she was she was in shang chi
0: oh apparently yeah Oh, was she one of the, uh, she was, she was one of the actresses in the bar, wasn't she? Yeah, I think she was, uh, okay. now I remember.
1: that makes sense now, um, because, uh, Michelle was also in, so they must have recommended her for the role, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, because, um, uh, one of the things that I was looking up about this film was, a uh, prior, uh, to stephanie hugh getting cast uh aquafina was actually attached to the project and when uh she then got signed on to do shon chi instead she was like uh scheduling's not gonna work out for me but there is another actress who does have the time that i can recommend okay oh yeah th- yeah now it's starting to really piece together for me
1: <laughs> okay um yeah that and i i did like the actor i think his name's K.
0: K. hung kwan yeah, or K Hugh Kwan. Uh, sorry, uh, but data from the Goonies, or short round from Indiana Jones too. I
1: apologize to anyone who's watching this, it's ju- or listening to this. It's just I, uh, who's, who's possibly getting offended by my pronunciation, I just, admittedly, sometimes na- that names are hard to pronounce, and I'm <laughs> i trying to pronounce them properly here. Um, but uh. Yeah, I did love the acting in this movie. The thing is with me in this movie, I guess the best way I can describe this movie is if, or at least from my point of view, is if you were to take a uh, thousand-piece puzzle, throw it on a floor, (laughs) and call it a film.
0: I mean, that's not inaccurate.
1: (laughs) Um... It.
0: Yeah, I I did like the movie. I uh, but it's I like mean,
1: okay. So like well, actually, a better description. Let's say you were to take the puzzle, you were to set up the outside square, and then the rest of the puzzle that's supposed to go inside to actually fill in the picture it's just in there scrambled. It's kind of what this movie feels like to me.
0: Yeah, I guess it kind of does. Um, and... I think another way I would put it.
1: And you were trying to use the 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 puzzle picture as the guide to where all the pieces fit into place because um, I understand that the movie was largely about a troubling relationship between a mother and a daughter, okay? I completely understand that that was kind of a, a big, large part of the storyline was navigating uh, a very uh, seemingly tumultuous relationship between a mother and a daughter and the dynamic between between them, okay? I, I completely understand that with the daughter having seemingly a hard time accepting everything and as well as the mother and, and, and stuff like that, okay? However, there was a lot of things in this movie that didn't make sense for it to be in there, given what this movie's supposed to be about. I guess for me, it would have made a little bit more sense if they had included, like, this was their relationship in this past life, this was their relationship in this past life, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Because it kept... It seemed like the movie kept going to... I'm trying to save my daughter, I'm trying to save my daughter, I'm trying to save my daughter, yada, 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 yada. Okay? Since given the beginning of the movie and the daughter's part in this movie and the mother trying to not have to kill her or anything like that, I'm just like, but, like, the movie knew what it wanted to be, but the people making this movie didn't know how to um, make the movie what it wanted to be. That Makes sense. We wanted the movie to be something else, but the movie knew no, this is where the movie's supposed to go, and the producer's like, No, this movie knows what it wants to be, but we're not gonna let it be this, so we want to put it, push it here. And I'm like, Because at the end of the day, you're literally going, sitting here going, There's too many things. Literally! Um, it, it, like I said, you have this, this, um, whole dynamic of this mother-daughter relationship, you get that it's there, you get that it's present, it's literally shoved into your face at the very, very beginning of the film, within like, what, the first 10, 15 minutes, and it's, you realize it's an obvious presence in the film, this, this, this struggling mother-daughter relationship that they have, they're trying to resolve, however, they go into like a different, and you, you're, you're a different tangent, and it's it, oh you were this in a past life you're this in a past life oh oh you have to kill her and it's it's oh i don't want to kill her she's my daughter and then it goes into like another freaking tangent and you're like what the fuck like what are you people doing i i, I, I don't know i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i, I do understand i do get what you're saying saying it's like uh, they establish very early on that uh this movie is mostly focusing on, like, the relationship between, um... Evelyn and her daughter, uh... trying to find a proper balance, because, like, she's in that... she's in that middling gap with the generations of, like, someone who's more traditionalist and someone who's, like, trying to branch out and not be like their parents, because, like... she is also still trying to do that with her grandfather... Uh, or, or, excuse me, her father, even though yeah. she's, like, uh, reaching seniority herself. The th-
1: part of what was confusing me is I'm like, okay... What is with all the fighting? Hmm. I'm like, what are they fighting over? Like, is it just because they're trying to add, like, symbols from, like, Asian... Because I'm like... Because, like, I could tell that, like... The... I guess I could kind of understand why the mother and the daughter were, were, were fighting. Mm-hmm. daughter's angry. She's pissed off, which... I, I completely understand why she's pissed off, okay? The mom's, like, not accepting her for who she is and, and all that. I can understand that. But it, it seemed, it, the movie just seemed like it was adding shit that didn't make sense and just, it was getting stupider and stupider the minute when with the, the guys literally fighting her with things up their asses while they're I'm like, <laughs> like, there's another movie that kind of made me feel a little bit similar, but the movie is completely different from um, this movie right here. It's, um, uh, Gaspar Noah's Enter the Void.
0: Oh, really? The
1: first 15 minutes are really interesting, really fascinating, uh, probably the, the best part of the movie. And then after the first 15 minutes, maybe 20, it's, it's been a, a couple of years since I've seen the film, the movie, it's almost like, his movie is almost like, if, like, a film student was trying to add shit to the film just for filler, to try and get an A from his professor.
0: That is a fair uh, description of how I would feel about Enter the Void, because... Because
1: uh, literally, I, I, I probably watched 30 minutes of it before I shut it off, until I I, I was like, is this all this freaking movie's gonna be and I was like, okay, 30 minutes, fucking, wasted my 30 minutes right there. Turned it off, I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, this, this, this movie's awful, okay? But... Um, that's basically how you feel. Is like, what is the point of this? If, if People don't watch the film. It's, it's not good. Okay? Gaspar has other films that are much better than, than that one. Okay? Trust me on that. But um, I'm really not understanding what is going on here. There, there's no... It's almost like the plot knows what it wants to be, but it's not fully formed.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely think... Uh you know, the hard-to-follow bit is, like, a little bit more closer to Enter the Void, because, like, at least with Enter the Void, it's like, for me, yeah, after the first 15 minutes, I didn't uh, see much of a point of, like, following anybody, and it's like, I was kind of asking the question, it's like, who is this story supposed to be about? Because at least with Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, it at least stuck to the narrative of, like, focusing on Evelyn and her conflicts like in the IRS building. So it's like, okay, I at least have that one part of the narrative to at least focus on.
1: That's basically what my mind was doing. Like at the very very end you're just, you're having all this question, are just like you're watching it. And mind you, I'm trying to keep an open mind watching this film. It's not like I'm going in saying I'm gonna hate it. Exactly. Because <laughs> mind you, when I saw the trailer for this movie, I actually remember going over to my mom and being like that might actually be a movie we'd like. We, we, that would be for us. We'd like to see. Oh my God! I couldn't have been more wrong. What <laughs> the trailer was showing—it looked interesting. It, it, it seemed to be talking about reincarnation, past lives, which my mom and I are both very, mm-hmm. very, very much into. We're interested in that. So I was like, you know, that actually might be a really, really cool movie to watch for us. You know, spirituality and all that stuff. But when I saw a movie, and I was like, I'm not going to lie to you—I stand by what I said before. I genuinely think that if a person were to watch this movie when they were
0: on acid they'd die yeah because i i do kind of see where you're coming from like uh, because the whole concept of the multiverse like you know like infinite possibilities of like whatever could happen is most likely to happen like you know following murphy's law and so forth i guess that was like kind of my way of uh, being a little bit more lenient with uh, the logic that's presented in this movie like okay you know what multiverse is like there's possibly like one instance where it's like maybe this could happen so it's like maybe it's like i was just stretching my suspension of disbelief like that far but yeah uh i wanted to like kind of bring this back to the acting a little bit because like i do agree with you the acting is like for me like i honestly do think this is like i I was going to start talking about michelle Yeoh, but i'm going to take a minute to talk about uh ki Hong kwan because funny enough this performance that he gave uh this was actually something that he was directly offered to because over the years, like ever since like Goonies and Indiana Jones 2, it's like the only way he has, he has had really bad luck trying to like get, uh, an acting job going when he, when he brought up, it's like how he got auditioned for this role. He just said like, they just contacted me. Simple as that.
1: Did they ever actually say what he was doing prior to this? Like how he was actually getting by? Cause that's actually interesting.
0: Yeah, I think he had like a small uh minor bits and like uh, certain T V roles and so forth. Uh, but they do bring up uh that throughout nineteen ninety eight to twenty eighteen, uh he uh it just got to a point where it's like, yeah, he just like he ended up quitting acting after a while. Oh. Um and I think one of the last things he did before that was uh he was a uh, choreography assistant for uh a couple other films like X Men, mm-hmm. the first X Men film. Oh. Interesting okay yeah but it's like uh uh after he had uh been offered a role in uh crazy rich asians uh which actually now that i think about what what role was he in that that's
1: Uh, actually a film i'd like to actually see I, i i've heard so many people talking about it but i've never actually seen the film
0: oh wait i i misread that wrong uh apparently after uh the popularity of crazy rich uh crazy rich asians he decided to return to acting and uh I think it was around oh. that time that, when they were casting this film, that they finally contacted him. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I, I I remember Michelle Yeoh was in Crazy Rich Asians, uh, ironically also having Aquafina as well. So I think that was what also the uh, where the original idea of having Michelle Yeoh and Aquafina work together came from was that movie.
1: Actually, I think the earliest film I've actually I, I remember Michelle Yeoh in was. Um, Memoirs of a Geisha. Hmm. I think that was probably my earliest uh, introduction to her. Uh, was was that movie. Yeah, uh yeah, I've never actually seen Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. I definitely um, heard of the film. I've never act- I've never watched it ever. Despite how popular it's been over the years. Um uh, oh, she's an Avatar. Oh, yeah, she's in the in and apparently the second and third one. That's something to look forward to. I, I loved the first one, so I, I I was and mind you, we saw the first one what many, many th- times. three four times until we finally bought the film. But uh, no, it's yeah. With um, I definitely uh honestly, the, the acting in the film was one of the things that actually kept me going. If the I'm not gonna lie to you, if the acting was shit. I probably would have turned it off immediately. Admittedly, I was one of the ones that actually walked out of the movie theater at a specific point during the film. For one thing, admittedly, I was one of those people that missed, like, due to traffic, missed, I think, the first ten minutes of the film. People don't do that with this film. If you're going to watch this film, you need to catch it all the way from the beginning because, trust me, the first ten minutes are still valuable with this movie you have to watch from the beginning. You
0: yeah, I
1: <laughs> as the first 15 to like 20 minutes of the film sets up everything for the rest of the damn movie.
0: Especially with a film like this that deals with like jumping between universes. Oh, it's like word. if you miss the first 10 minutes, you're going to be rude. you're going to be more confused than Inception.
1: A good shot because trust me, it will get very uh, chaotic and um jumpy and just all over the place and if you miss a second trust me you will be lost this is not a film to to, to go to the bathroom during trust me
0: on this um yeah because then you're going to be yeah. asking questions like when did we come to the hot dog hand universe when did we come to the uh universe where it's just only a few rocks or possibly the universe in which uh michelle yo decides to go her own pa- or excuse me, Evelyn Wang decides to go her own path and just, like, focus on her martial arts skills outside of her family.
1: I do, uh, yeah, it's, it's um...
0: With pinky biceps.
1: God, you remind (laughs) me of that fucking stupid scene. That was, there were certain little parts like that that I was, like, it kind of reminded me of Enter the Void with, it seemed like they were just adding shit, just, and I'm like
0: i i don't know i i would say like i had a better experience with this than enter the void because like with enter the void it's less it just felt like it was just like if everything everywhere like was showing us like a full-on close-up scene of someone like uh of a woman like getting her abortion like uh enter the void did it's like i probably would have walked out too because yeah but it luckily uh but it didn't do anything like that like you know seeing anything like up close uh up close and gross like that i mean Not that there isn't anything gross in the movie, it's just that the way it's presented and in terms of the context, I think, flows easier with this movie. It
1: flows easier? It doesn't even flow easy.
0: In comparison to Enter the Void is what I mean. (laughs) I'm sick,
1: man. Your, Your definition of flow and mine are completely different. If you think this movie flows easily. It goes from one chaotic tr- mind trip to another, and then another, and then I'm like, "Oh my god!" And you literally walk out.
0: But like I said, it's
1: acid before I like because I don't remember doing that before entering entering this movie theater.
0: Well, like, actually, I, really I think the I think the more accurate comparison I can make is like you made a pretty good description with the puzzles, but it's like for me, it's like someone writing down like uh in a straight line a. You know, simple narrative, and then a lot of people just like taking post-it notes and putting them all around the plotline, and just saying, "It's like which one should we do? All of them."
1: I guess I was just trying to put words to what I'm thinking. Because admittedly, this movie is not. Um...
0: It's a really hard film to describe.
1: It it it, it really is, and because I'm I'm because also when I'm describing it, I'm I'm like my mind's going back to scenes that I watched, and I'm like. I understand what they were trying to do. I just don't know if it was executed properly.
0: I mean, on the first viewing, uh, it's a definitely a hard film to follow. And, like, because when I got the Blu-ray for myself with my brother and his fiance, and I was, like, I was noticing a lot of different bits in the beginning of that kind of do foreshadow later on. Like, uh, at one point on their way to the RAS building, you see they pass a guy who's, like, swinging a sign around so it's like okay that's the foreshadowing of uh when she's in that universe where it's like she's the sign twirler
1: i did not remember that
0: scene well uh, um, yeah there, there was that bit I honestly, and um,
1: i don't care to watch it again just that's i'm not going
0: to do that <laughs> uh, fair enough i'm not i'm I, not going to force you <laughs>
1: two, two, two uh two times for me was enough um it just yeah that this
0: uh Although going back to my uh, post and note uh, theory, it's like I feel like that is accurate with the uh, Ratatouille with a raccoon bit. <laughs> like I feel like somebody wrote down the note Ratatouille with raccoons. <laughs> Honestly,
1: probably and I'm like, I was what?
0: just I was just happy that the uh, the raccoon was a practical effect. <laughs> That's that was my concern. <laughs> no i was worried that it was a uh, cgi that, that's what i'm saying oh. which i actually did find out uh apparently uh in some of the behind the scenes footage uh when they're in the universe where it's like she's like this professional chef apparently they cgi'd the vegetables that she's cutting up which i thought it was like oh wow <laughs> i mean that's unnecessary but hey it convinced me yeah, like, how she's, like, doing these fancy tricks, dicing up vegetables, and, uh, apparently a lot- all of it was CGI. Th- this was also one of those productions that it's, like, had to, like, really adapt, uh, to the pandemic, because, uh, like, it was, like, filming took place in January of 2020 all the way up to, like, I think March of 2020? Uh, they even- uh, it was even one of the first productions that, like, uh, had to adapt to using, uh, Zoom and Discord and all those other things on the internet- uh, for um, post-production.
1: I went. I guess I went in with high expectations, and after watching it and realizing the editing and everything else, it was, um, you kind of leave, given how chaotic it is, still kind of confused and wondering what was that about. So I guess with telling... With with people, about I guess I can say that if you're gonna watch this movie, if you haven't seen, it, you're gonna watch it. Um, don't go in with high expectations, and pay attention. Don't miss don't don't miss anything. You might need to, uh, the the to keep your remote nearby in case you have to rewind, pause, because it's it's. There's gonna be so much information that's thrown at you. It's gonna be hard to keep up with it.
0: I know that it definitely does get confusing. And I feel like that was kind of like, uh, the feel of it, like behind the scenes, like the editing, uh, cause like I, with being a multiverse, it's like, there's a lot more room to like, uh, play with the footage and like be experimental with certain scenarios. Um, and I know that there was like, uh, also a lot more universes, uh, that they were supposed to showcase like, uh, the, the alpha universe, for example, like, uh, the one where, uh, the, the smart husband, uh, Is supposed to be from that he's trying to connect to Evelyn. When Um, there was a lot more footage that showed uh, just how much uh, how much they were as pacifists, like uh, they don't want to do the fighting. So that way, so they have to recruit themselves from other universes to have the fighting be done for them. I know it's very confusing, (laughs) but there were even like some bits uh, cut from the climax. Like uh, there was a lot of extra work that Jamie Lee Curtis had done. As like the henchman to um,
1: Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, or are you talking about her her character?
0: I'm talking about her character, uh, but okay. yeah, uh, uh, the one universe where it's like uh, Evelyn is first hunted down in uh, where there she's in the broom closet. Like, in that universe, there was a, a longer scene where Jamie Lee Curtis was giving a, a lot of demand, saying it's, like, uh, show respect to our leader and so forth. And then at one point, uh, Jobu just, like, kind of uh, dismisses her side and she does, like, this whimper, which is kind of funny. And there was even uh, some uh, cut bits from the climax. Like, uh, there's at one point where Jobu is knocked down the stairs and it's, like, she's going through, like, a wardrobe seizure where uh, every step she falls down is, like, a sudden change of outfit. I I also noticed that there was a uh there was originally a cut motif from this movie where I'm a Barbie girl was supposed to be like uh, the running theme for this movie like in the beginning like uh do you remember uh the opening shot of this movie?
1: Barely.
0: Okay, yeah. Um so what it was supposed to be was it was supposed to be showing like a glimpse into I don't know if it was supposed to be like a glimpse into another universe or like what, what, what these people were like, uh, prior to like, you know, tax day or something. But, uh, apparently the family singing, I'm a Barbie girl was supposed to be like a running theme, uh, for them throughout the whole film. I guess in some ways it's like, uh, they think they're free people, but it's like, in some ways they're like, just like another toy for like, uh, the following parent behind them or something like that. And uh, you know, uh, the, the,
1: the, Barbie, uh, I'm a Barbie girl, that's I wonder if that's, like, a tribute to the frickin' Barbie film that's being made. Because people are are, are really going gung-ho for that frickin' movie
0: lately. I'm like, um, people, it's a movie about a Barbie. I still can't get over the fact that Ryan Gosling looks like fuckboy Malfoy. (laughs) He really does! Uh, and
1: apparently, uh, Margot Robbie was quoted as saying, Oh my god, this is humiliating that people are taking, I'm like... Honey, you're in a movie about Barbie.
0: Yeah, it's like, what did you expect?
1: It's just like, if you didn't want, if it was that embarrassing, don't be in the damn film. Like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Especially with uh, Barbie being directed by Greta Gerwig.
1: I'm actually kind of um, intrigued since she's the one doing this film. Since she doesn't have a bad track record.
0: Yeah, the this will definitely be something to keep an eye on because I'm like, okay, how is Greta Gerwig going to work around this? This is interesting.
1: But, yeah, I'm just, um... Like I said, with... with it just, I don't... I don't know. It just it seemed like there was... I kind of understood some things that were added in this film, like, with example, like some of the Asian stereotypes with Asian... Because, like, I've been friends with a lot of Asian people, and one thing that I've always kind of heard is that when you go up around an Asian family, um, you're criticized, you're you're judged for every little thing, your weight, this, that, and the other. Apparently, in in Asia, it's very common for... If you're uh, at, like, a party or something like that or with your friends, for them to talk about your weight or you know say my god you're fat or something like that and it's not really even them trying to be rude it's more or less them saying it out of concern
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so there are certain things i do know about asian culture that i've either read from books or heard from other um people I've been friends with, their experiences, stuff like that. So I kind of understand where some of it came from. Um, I've also been told that apparently a lot of, in some Asian cultures, um, a lot of the culture isn't exactly in support of gay people or the LGBTQ community. So I kind of understand where some of the cultures and stereotypes that that came from. Um, But with some parts of this movie, it did kind of seem like they were adding stuff in just to make it culturally relevant. And I'm like, you really didn't need to do that since, from what I've been told by a lot of people, just because people are Asian doesn't necessarily mean they're obsessed with fighting or... When i was looking at the reviews for this movie there's actually one guy who actually gave it one star and he i think was chinese and he uh was stating that the asian stereotypes were a bit much for him so i'm like i'm wondering if there's other people that um take offense to it or if they're cute I, I just i kind of curious on that it on you know how they
0: actually feel about it eh, possibly i mean uh yeah uh because daniel kwan uh, himself is chinese so it's like i don't know if it's like a i guess it just kind of depends on how it works in the context with the character as well because um i was going to bring up on how like sam jackson at one point was asked the question is quentin tarantino racist and his response was if he was he would not be giving me the smartest characters in his films which is a good point because, like, it mm-hmm. you could be playing like someone who's like a very stereotypical uh, character, depending on like your looks or your beliefs or anything like that. But at the same time, you could also be like the character who has like all of the cards played out and knows everybody's move.
1: It almost feels like with some of the things that they added, it was just so random that it almost felt like they were combining a film with stupid tiktok challenges to get people to, to, to like it I uh, let, let, let's let's add this to it let's add that to it oh let, 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 let's add a raccoon on top of someone's head and call raccoonie or whatever the hell they, they, they called it instead of <laughs> and i'm like people like i don't know what you're trying to do with this film but you're adding confusing elements to something that's already very chaotic and hectic. And it's just, it's making it into like, okay, what are you doing here? Like, what is the point of this film? Like, I get, like I said, I get what they were, I, at least I think I get what they're trying to do. Because if, they, if it was, if they were trying to make it about the mother and daughter relationship, they could have gone about that a whole different way.
0: Well, I think, like, uh, saying, I think the overall oh, thing, I was going to say it's like, I think the overall theme is like the connection uh, between parent and child, like not just through, uh, uh, Evelyn and Joy's uh, chemistry together, but also like through like Evelyn and her own father. And like, even, even at some point, like, uh, her relationship with Waymond, it's like, it kind of feels like sometimes, you know, when he has to like, uh, kind of settle some like, uh, certain arguments, like, uh, how he does with, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as the tax lady, it's like, she can kind of perceive that as uh, instances where it's like, oh, I can't believe my husband has to do this for me, when it's like, I could have handled this in a better light. It's like stuff like that. So, well, that, and
1: I kind of, like said, I kind of feel like if they were really wanting to stick with the mother daughter duo and like the, the tumultuous relationship that they had, and how do we actually fix this? What they possibly could have done if they were wanting to go the route of like, let's jump into this life and let's jump into that life and all that other stuff is kind of compare the relationship in that life to the relationship they had in other lives to kind of also see like, okay, this is where we're going wrong. This is, we we had this life where we were doing this, that life where we were doing that and Maybe I guess to try and like pinpoint like all the attempts that they've actually had of trying to repair their bond and some like of that, and each time you know they could have done something to that effect.
0: I think they Instead did because of... like I-, I was mentioning how like uh, they did kind of compare some of the different relationships that uh, Evelyn and Waymond had had, like uh, in one universe where uh, she's a famous celebrity and he's you know kind of uh, doing his own thing. He does I make the...
1: That I... I got, not not to interrupt you, but that I got. That mm-hmm. the, them comparing their relationship between... But it seemed like from the very beginning of the movie it wasn't just... It seemed like they were wanting to focus on, or at least this is what I got from it, the big picture even with the villain was saving the daughter, saving the relationship. And I'm like, because it seemed like that was the whole point and basis for... This film was about the daughter and her becoming this evil entity because of the strain that the the mom's relationship, her and the mom's relationship have had over the years and, and all that. But then I'm like, it's it just, it's it, just, it it jumped and it, it like so it's almost like the film knew what it wanted to be, but the filmmakers were trying to make it into something else and It just turned into a chaotic mess, in my opinion, and one that was extremely difficult to follow along to. I literally left at the end with, okay, what was that about?
0: So in other words, the bagel was too small for everything. (laughs) (laughs) I will hurt you, I swear to God. I, I mean... But
1: for those that are wondering, Was when the bagel was introduced.
0: Yes, the, the said, encompassing the of the when universe. I put
1: everything on a bagel, I walked the fuck out. <laughs> I had enough and I was done. It's
0: a metaphor for the universe.
1: I am done. I packed <laughs> up my shit and I walked out and I was, I honestly wanted to ask for a refund and the problem was, was that it was a free damn ticket, so therefore I couldn't even ask for a refund.
0: I would have just, like, snuck a ticket when no one was looking.
1: Unless unless you pay for it at the kiosk, yeah, it's, it's, it's all online.
0: Yeah, I, I still pick up my tickets at the kiosk, so I still have paper you, tickets.
1: I, <laughs> I think I'm done with trying to verbally describe how i feel about this movie because i'm just this is mentally exhausting to even describe
0: yeah uh i i also found out just uh just now that apparently the raccoon in raccoon uh, you can't even pronounce (laughs) it but i found out the raccoon in that particular universe was voiced by randy newman yeah i i I, uh yeah i
1: heard the freaking raccoon talking and i'm like are you kidding me you fell asleep during this scene. There was a scene where, um, and she was, it, they were mostly showing this because she took fighting skills from this particular universe that she was in, where she was a Benihana chef. And there was, um...
0: She was de- trying, was trying the- to describe her movements being controlled, like, uh, in Ratatouille, but in this case, it was a raccoon.
1: And there was um, a co-worker, apparently she had another life, where his, um, on top of his head was a raccoon controlling his movements, much like the film Ratatouille. But it, instead of a rat, it was a raccoon. And she basically exposes the raccoon, and the raccoon talks in this universe.
0: And then they go on a rescue so, mission by having... Uh... Having her be the bottom one, and him being the one in control. Oh
1: lord, yeah, she's the bottom, he's the top, apparently.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, they they both get a turn being the bottom. Did
1: not get that damn show. <laughs> <laughs> both. I know, losing impatient.
0: I mean, considering the kind of film we're talking about, it's like, it does get a little exhausting, like, trying to get all the details we can and explain it the best way we can
1: yeah my brain's literally just taxed out with trying to talk about this movie because every time i talk about it i have to think about the movie and i'm like this is making my brain hurt i'm done
0: yeah i i guess for someone like me who's like uh into like such bizarre stuff like even even uh, because like i can even understand like how like even some people who do enjoy weird stuff can like uh can have like a boiling point with, uh, uh, how much weirdness they can take in. I guess for me, it's like it's somehow it was it was able to work. It's like I was still able to follow it, and I I would still probably recommend it. Although I would still do what you suggest and just say it's like watch it on streaming when you can pause and like follow at your own pace.
1: And do not miss a second.
0: No, the, the, if this you're is some screwed. yeah like this is more more deserving of, like, paying attention than Inception does. This was.
1: film is, 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 in that respect, is in um, very pl- close proximity to the movie, I think it was The Gentleman, with uh, Matt McConaughey, because that is another film, if you fall asleep during any part of that, you are screwed, because there is, although that movie was executed properly, to easily understand what's going on in the film they're not jumping back and forth anything like that however um the gentleman you there the difference with that was that you do have to i think know about like the uh there was a, a customer that told this i guess you have to because there's some people that may not understand the premise of the gentleman i guess you have to understand kind of like the, mar- the culture of marijuana and like the Industry for it in order to understand that movie properly because that is largely based on what that movie is about is um a, a, a business owner who was um, highly invested in the in selling marijuana, selling and growing marijuana, and you do have to know that industry in order to kind of understand what is properly going on. But that is a movie that so much information is being thrown at you so quickly and at once. You fall asleep even for five seconds you're you're no you can't you're, you're done
0: yeah i uh i kind of learned the hard way watching that 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 is not a film you leave on in the background and then come back to later i was like Ugh, uh yeah.
1: also with the gentleman if you are easily offended by the f word or by the word "cunt." Do not watch it. Trust me, you will be hearing it every five seconds.
0: And if you are, thanks for listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? We're from the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, if you're easily offended by those words, uh, do not watch, gentlemen. You'll be hearing it every five seconds. Just a little bit of a warning because they literally they say it so often in that film. You'll easily be offended. So, but um yeah no I uh, it's it's this is a definitely a movie with everything everyone wants I uh, do not walk away uh do not stop paying attention do not fall asleep trust me i wasn't saying that to you i'm saying that to anyone who does want to watch this film you didn't even want to watch it the second time you're just doing it for me i had to have a lot of alcohol <laughs> and, and mind you not even a lot of alcohol made her <laughs> like the film oh wow i should the penises
0: flying about but oh yeah that's another thing i forgot to mention is yeah. like uh, do
1: we have to want to, to, to talk about that stupid ass
0: scene the, the scenes of the hot dog universe or that fight scene in the hallway yeah that scene like really added on to like they were just like going balls deep with like how crazy they can make this
1: stupid in the past and jokingly said to people I will beat you with dildos if you do this okay but it was a joke
0: <laughs> I like to call them nudge chuds <laughs> I mean if it's fully plastic then it could still hurt but if it's like got mechanical bits in it well uh, just be sure not to tear anything no <laughs> well, oh my god I Yeah
1: to a future boyfriend or husband <laughs> I will not do that to my mother that is sick and wrong on so many levels not even
0: oh, I wasn't That's saying hurt point. her I said hurt the product
1: but yeah it, it yeah because my mom used to, it was just like oh yeah hopefully alcohol will make this shit better she got thoroughly sauced and not even that helped her enjoy this film people so
0: hmm.
1: take with that what you will <laughs>
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I think I've kind of uh, gotten to that point as well. Um, I mean, I absolutely love it, uh, but I can also understand. What was that?
1: I said, of course you do.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I
1: mean, you would take that as a compliment.
0: I mean, look, I, I, just because I love something doesn't mean it's like I. I don't understand where people are coming from when they say they don't like it. I understand, especially, like I said, from A24, this is either going to be a coin toss with you. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. We both made our decision, as the title uh, goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, yeah. <sighs> I, I, I'm clocked out with this. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, to kind of round this out... Um, I guess this does bring up the one question. Uh, what would you say is your favorite A24 film?
1: So far, the only ones that I've seen are Ladybird and Room, and those are probably the two that I like the best. Um, oh, I definitely know mom liked Room. I definitely know a lot of people did not like the movie X.
0: It's actually quite the uh, opposite when it comes to X. Um, A lot of people liked it. I am in the minority that hated it.
1: Yeah, I think uh, for me, yeah, those would be the two ones that I've heard of and seen from A24 is uh, Room and Lady Bird. Um, The other ones I either have heard of, yet haven't seen, or haven't even heard of. But, um, you said that Euphoria is an A24, uh, series creation?
0: Yes, it is. Uh,
1: I guess we might have to watch that and discuss it, um,
0: because... Hey, if it gets me to start watching that show, it's like, I'm game for it. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, I guess, uh, for me, it's like, I would say, like, my favorite A24 film, like, putting everything everywhere aside. Like, I think my favorite would probably have to be either 8th Grade or Moonlight. Yeah, because, like, I really think the, in terms of, like, coming-of-age stories, those are the two that, like, really hit me the hardest the most. So I definitely recommend those, uh, and maybe once we're done with Euphoria, we could probably get around to those, um.
1: Did you want to wrap this up?
0: Yeah, I I think I've got, uh, all that I can say about, the. everything everywhere in A24 for the moment. Um <clears throat> but overall full on rating um both a thumbs up and down from both of us. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, I'm Eric Chapel.
1: I'm Melissa Lynch.
0: And we will hear from you guys later. So, take care.